I get it. I know that some days you're just barely making it, but your heart longs to be fully alive again. What if you didn't have to feel overwhelmed or lonely or discouraged? What if you had a chance to come out from under all the responsibilities you shoulder and the demands placed on your day? You aren't stuck, you aren't buried, and you definitely aren't trapped. Life won't always be this way because you're powerful. You just need to be reminded and revived. I'm Becky Thompson, and you're listening to the Revived Motherhood Podcast. Hi, friend. Welcome back to the Revived Motherhood Podcast. Today, we're talking about letting go of our expectations. So here's my question for you. Have you ever looked around your life and wondered, how did I get here? I'm not just talking about physically, even though sometimes we end up in some weird places as moms. Hello. I just mean in general, like, how did I end up in this family with these friends doing this job with these kids married to this man? How did I end up waking up and having the day that I have today? Like, how, how did all of this happen? You know, I think when we're all younger, we can, we can agree that we have certain expectations of our lives. And maybe they're not like super specific, but in general, we have these ideas of what we hope our lives look like when we grow up. And if they don't look anything like we thought they would, then we have to reconcile our expectations with what we're actually experiencing. You know, there are people who dedicate their entire lives, all of their lives, to teaching women how to shake off the confines of everyday life and just go after their dreams. That's not the purpose of today's podcast. Today, I just want to start with this simple truth. Ready? God has not forgotten about your dreams. God hasn't forgotten about what he placed in your heart. And this is not the end of your story. The best steps forward often look like um, just doing what he asks you to do next. Have you ever realized that? Have you ever thought about that? So I want to read you just a little excerpt of my first book, Hope Unfolding, Grace-Filled Truth for the Mom's Heart. If you have the book, you can find this um, excerpt on page 13. So beginning there. Two years ago and seven years into our marriage, I stood over our mudroom sink with my husband's wedding ring and a toothbrush in my hand. I began to scrub the Oklahoma red dirt from around the small diamonds. The loose sand and clay pooled in the sink and then slowly slipped down the drain. I tried to imagine the last of my expectations washing away as well. I turned the ring over in my hand and remembered the day that the jewelry store lights first reflected off of it. When we were choosing the wedding band, I had tried to imagine it on my husband's finger as he held the microphone at the front of the church. It was exactly what I imagined a pastor would wear. Not just a plain band, but not too much sparkle either. We weren't aiming for a flashy 1990s televangelist look. We were just trying to communicate that the handsome young pastor was unmistakably married. The white gold band with the three diagonal lines of diamonds announced it perfectly. I scrubbed some more and held it up to see if I had removed all of the clay. The ring didn't sparkle like it used to. It was scuffed and dulled, and no matter how much I polished, I couldn't remove all of the life that had settled into the cracks. Let's be honest, the blistering Oklahoma sun is hardly comparable to stage lights. 
The ditches where my husband, a welder, spends his days laying natural gas pipelines aren't exactly the same as church platforms. As I held that small circle in my hand, the perfect symbol of our marriage and life together, I couldn't help but think that we had chosen a ring for a different life because what I expected isn't anything at all like the way it turned out. Skipping to page 15, I had always wanted to be a mama. I wanted a house full of babies and a man who loved Jesus and his family. I wanted to be a wife, but as I stood in the middle of all of my dreams coming true, I couldn't help but feel like maybe I had missed something somewhere. There were still all of these other things that I desired, hopes, dreams, plans, but my to-do list on my calendar didn't line up with the passions in my heart. I was overwhelmed trying to balance life as a wife and a mother. I was needed by everyone, and yet I felt unseen in the story of my own life. What did I still want to do? Who did I want to be when I grew up? And was this really how it all turned out in the end? You know, I wrote this book from the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, and we were living in my husband's tiny hometown, and I had a newborn and a three- and four-year-old, and I was raising them mostly alone because my husband, while a great dad, was, you know, he worked all of the time, and he was gone a lot, and he was often out of town. And so I was very overwhelmed with everything that I was carrying But all of these things were starting to sort of unfold and move forward because the day that I had held that ring in my hand and I had sort of taken an account of my life and wondered, how did I end up here? You know, how how are we doing this? How is this nothing like I imagined it to be? And the day that I actually wrote those words were years apart. And as I wrote down that story and started to explain really the journey from the day that I held that ring in my hand and scrubbed the clay from around the diamonds to the moment that I was typing out the story of what God had done, so much had happened. I had started this small blog that went viral and had all of these followers. And I had always dreamt in my heart that I would do something important and not important because I wanted to be important, but important because it changed people's lives. And I wanted to really set the world on fire for Jesus. I wanted people to know who God was and that he was real and that he loved them personally. And so I had all of these dreams in my heart, but I had ended up in the middle of nowhere and I was living this life that was completely different from what was in my heart to do. And yet as I wrote this blog and as all of these people began to come, I sort of began to realize that maybe I wasn't so stuck. Maybe I wasn't so, um, you know, maybe I hadn't reached a dead end because it had felt like a dead end. I was writing a book for moms right where I was. You know, moms who probably felt like their life was completely different than they had imagined. Moms who maybe felt like they were at the end of their stories when really they were just somewhere in the middle. And I wrote as a woman who felt like she had crested this hill and I could see, oh man, you know, I'm getting to write books. I'm getting to encourage. I'm getting to do some of the things that I had always wanted to do. And I could see how sometimes God surprises us. I could see how I had believed that I was forgotten in the middle of nowhere, but God had this great opportunity for me to be an encourager. And he was using all of what I had learned in those days of feeling forgotten to encourage other moms who were probably 
in the same place. And so as I wrote this book, I felt like I was writing it, you know, to encourage these other women in the same place, but as someone who was past it and who could see how life was turning out. But the irony, the irony of writing this book is that I was writing about not always being able to see the full picture from where we stand and how God always has so much more for us. But I was about to discover that I was still in the middle of my own story. God had more surprises for us and I hadn't reached the end. You know, being an author was just another small part of the story that God was unfolding which is why the book is called Hope Unfolding, because he is continually unfolding his plans and his love and his hope for us. But um, two years after I wrote that book and I was writing to encourage other moms in that same place, I found myself totally changing my life. We packed up everything we had and we moved here to Los Angeles and we're serving at a church here um, in LA. And I just keep walking through the door that's right in front of me, right? Like I, he said to come and we came and he keeps opening doors for us and we just keep going through them. And, you know, oftentimes people will ask, how did all of this happen for you? You know, how did you go from feeling overlooked and forgotten in your life and starting a small blog that grew into, you know, this massive online community and How did you get to sign these contracts to write all these books? And how are you doing all of this? And my only answer in all of it, my only answer in all of it is this. I walk through the door that is right in front of me as God opens it. Not a minute delayed, not a minute early, not trying to kick that door down and make it happen, but just trusting that he has good steps for us. And as long as we're listening to his heart and following them, we won't miss any of it. We also need to remember that the best dreams that we have for ourselves do not compare to the dreams that he has for us if we listen to his voice and carefully trust him. You know, we can't always strategize how we're going to reach God's heart or his plan for our lives. And you know, when we're trying we're often missing the point. If you're trying to lose weight, if you are trying to accomplish something, if you're trying to go after your degree, if you're trying to better your family, that's not the try that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the try where we're pushing and it feels like nothing's happening and we're wondering if we're even in the right area. If we let go and we just surrender to what God has in his heart for us. If we stop pushing so hard and we just sort of lean back into him, as he moves forward, we move forward. Can you picture that in your heart? Can you picture instead of pushing and going and plowing and trying just this posture of being relaxed and leaning back into God's heart, feeling his heartbeat, feeling his motion, feeling his movement, and stepping as he gently steps forward, knowing that you're not taking one breath, one beat outside of his perfect timing for your life. You know, so often, this is really cheesy. Are you ready? I'm so sorry it's so cheesy, but it's so true. And if God asked me to share it, it's probably because at least one of you listening needs to hear it, and I think I'm one of them. You know, life is not a destination Okay, I know it's cheesy. Just listen. Life is not a destination. It's a walk. 
And no matter how true we know this to be in our hearts, no matter how true we already know that is, we still often feel like, well, if I can just reach this one place, if I can just do this one thing, if I could just become this one person or this one version of myself, then I will have arrived. But we miss so much truth when we are trying to arrive. The only thing that life is, is taking steps with the Lord and being right where he wants us to be for the people that he wants us to talk to, for the things that he wants us to do in his perfect timing. I want to take just a minute and pause. You know, here at Revived Motherhood, I have written so many books that I I can't wait to share with you, to talk with you about, to um to let you know about because I believe they're gonna encourage your heart. But today we're talking about hope unfolding, grace-filled truth for the mama's heart. And you may be going, man, that really spoke to me. I'd like more information about that. Where can I find that book? You can find hope unfolding anywhere books are sold and you can find it um, in print, on Kindle or um, from Audible. So there are lots of different ways you can connect with that book. And I really hope that it's an encouragement for you. You know, before the break, we were talking about not mistaking a stop along the way for the end of the road. And when I think of the story of Noah in scripture, I wonder if he ever felt that way. You know, when God called Noah into the boat and said to build the boat and said to gather the animals and said to get his family on board, and then God sealed the door shut and Noah was on board this boat for over 400 days. Do you ever think that he was on the boat with all the animals looking at the devastation and the destruction of the world going, this is the end, you know, like I'm never going to get off this boat. And if I do, what is left of the world? And I wonder if it felt tragic. I wonder if it felt like the ultimate dead end. I wonder if he ever felt hopeless. You know, the truth of that story is that it's a redemption story. God was redeeming his heart for humanity. God was using Noah to rescue humanity. God had built this boat to keep Noah and his family safe. And that the time on the boat was just a pause in the story. Sometimes I feel like we climb onto our own boats. We climb into our own little moments. We climb onto what God is actually using to move us from one season to the next from one place of our life to the next, and we feel trapped. It feels forever. It feels like we're floating on this endless ocean of I can't see how this is all gonna turn out, and I don't even know if I want to see how this all turns out. Now that feels really heavy, but you might be there, and it might just be the monotony of every day. You might go, I'm trapped on a boat and I can't get off and everything looks the same and I wake up every day and there's just more water and I don't know how you're going to do this, God. But I feel like God reminds us, don't get stuck in the middle and believe that it's the end because every good story I have ever written is of redemption and hope and restoration. And friend, that is the story that he has written in your life. It is the story of hope. It is the story of redemption. It is the story of reconciliation. It is the story of his good love for you. And you know, the same voice that told Noah to get onto the boat was the same voice who called Noah out and not a day too soon and not a day too late. 
and he speaks to us the same way. He calls us into things. He calls us out of things. He asks us to trust him in the process. And the very last thing I believe he wants us to do as we're trusting him is believe that we need to sit down and be done because we've reached some ultimate place It's not true. Each day is a step with him. Each moment that you love your kids, each moment that you love your family, each moment that you do what he's asking you to do right in front of you, you are traveling down the road and you might never reach a place where you feel like you've arrived. But that's not hopeless because being with Jesus in the stepping is actually the gift of life. That has always been the promise of being with him and taking steps with him and doing life right alongside of him. You know, as all of these crazy doors keep opening in my life and as I keep doing all of these bizarre things that I didn't see coming, you know, we have the expectations of how did I get here and it's bad. And then we have the expectations of how did I get here and it's great and it's weird. And, you know, how is all of this happening in my life I, I still find myself having the same question. God, did you know this was coming? God, did you see any of this? And the truth is that he does. He did. He saw from the beginning. And it's never been up to us to force his hand, to force him to make things happen in our lives. It's always been up to us to release and trust him with every step along the way. Maybe you just need to hear that today. You can trust him with today and you can trust him with tomorrow and you can trust him with every step that's coming because he will be with you. And if we have him, then we have all that we need. You're not forgotten. You're not alone. This isn't where you end up. This is just part of this wonderful story. And he writes the best ones. So grab some friends this week, remind them of this truth because we were never supposed to do it all and we were never supposed to do it alone and life is always better when we live it together. That's all for this week, friends. If you've been encouraged, please like and subscribe. Please give us a ranking or leave a comment and review. It helps so many other moms find podcasts when, um, you know, when these shows are ranked well. So my hope is that we start a movement together and that we transform the world and motherhood with the love of Jesus.